Hey all, this is the Flip-Flop Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Leah Thrapp, an entrepreneur who turned my love of travel into a career. Travel is not just a hobby, it's a way of life. Making it happen can be tough. I'm here to offer practical advice to make travel more achievable. This isn't just about my journey, it's about inspiring you to pursue adventure and explore the world on your terms. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Flip Flop Experience. I'm Marla Watson, here with my co-host, the great traveler herself, Leah Thrapp. Hey, Leah. Hey. How are you? I'm great. I'm excited. We're going to talk about one of your favorite places today with one of your favorite people. We have Yvonne Brown joining us today, Brown Around Town. Yvonne is a blogger. She is a food lover, a foodie, all about town in Frisco, a lot of the places, correct? Yvonne, am I, am I right about That's that? right. I live in Frisco, but I'm all over town. So how did you two meet? It was really funny. We actually met through one of our mom's Facebook groups, and Yvonne and her husband, Nick, were looking to plan a trip. And normally I do everything over Facebook and email, but she was like, well, why don't you just come by my house and we'll chat? And I was like, okay, sure. So I went over there, and um, we just totally hit it off. We were talking about travel. Obviously, you probably heard from her accent. She's from Ireland, and so Ireland's one of my favorite places. So we were just chatting about Europe and travel and food, and her husband came out from his office, and he and I were chatting all about travel all over the world and where he's been, and we just had, like, the greatest time. I planned their trip. They went to Mexico for Christmas. It was a few years ago, and then we just started hanging out. But the funniest part of the story is that when I got home, I was telling my husband about it. I was like, hey, I met these people. They were super fun. We're going to go to dinner, and he was like, wait. You just went to some random person from Facebook's house? (laughs) And I was like, well, yeah. And he was like, and you didn't think that you should, like, tell someone you were going to a random stranger's house during the day? Like, you didn't, what if they were axe murderers? And I was like, but they weren't axe murderers. And he was like, but what if they were? And I was like, oh. We bonded because of travel and because our lives are just different. When they're living across continent from the rest of their family, there's a lot of travel happening. You're meeting up with people. And so we bonded over that, but we also love local adventures. And so we we love to collaborate and figure out, like, where's the new Italian restaurant in town? Have you tried it? Did you go there? Was it legit? You know, that kind of thing. And so we're always sharing tips about what's going on around the area. And I loved that Yvonne lots of times had an inside scoop because she was writing for some local publications. So, yeah, we're very, my husband and I are still very connected with our heritage, and we make sure our kids are too. We have two girls, uh, now nine and 14, and we're very connected with where they're from. I mean, one of them was born in Dublin and Ireland, but we love life in Texas. So we kind of have the best of both worlds. I mean, home is Texas, but we also have a home always with our extended family in Ireland and Scotland. But we've truly embraced life in Texas, and I just enjoy going to new places and finding out more and more and more about what's going on in the Metroplex. And even sometimes outside of Texas too, obviously. Whenever I'm around town, I talk about it on Instagram and I share ideas with Leah. And if we ever find a new restaurant or a new place to go, we're like, oh, let's go together. So, yes, yeah. Any excuse to go out for a good meal with friends, for sure. Yeah. I think people don't realize what a great restaurant landscape there is in Frisco. Yeah, great assortment. I took Marla to Didi's. Oh, we're oh, yeah. last week, which we Marla are Leah's fans of. It was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I had Texan chicken and it was quite lovely. Yeah. yeah. I actually met Chef Scott with Yvonne. She was going there because she had to interview him for the publication because he was opening that week. His family was going on a trip to Ireland next week. Um, and he's actually and he's Irish. Irish. His roots are Irish. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So his dad is from Cork. So he has visited many times. He's got redheaded little girls. Yeah. Like, yeah Irish. And he does the best St. Patrick's Day experience. Oh, wow. Food-wise. I, I was there for St. Patrick's Day this year. That's fun. Oh, I haven't my, been there for oh, St. Patrick's Day. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, he does a great job. His because, fish and chips is really good. Oh, yes. Yeah. Legit. 
Yeah, I think that's one of the things that we like we really connect on is that we both love Europe, but we both love Texas. So mm-hmm. it's it's a really unique perspective to have the love from both of those, and you know, be able to have experienced the both sides and love both sides. And so I think that was something that we really felt like we had in common. We we're like, mm-hmm. okay, you could talk about the good and the bad, and and compare and contrast. I have wanted to go to Ireland my whole entire life. In fact, I'm planning a trip to Scotland as well because I want to. I've taken my family back to the 1400s, and I want to go back further. But oh, I have wow. to, I have to go there to do it. Yeah, once you get to a certain point, you yes. need to be there. So. Well, what I like about what Leah does is that she's curated a trip that is not like anybody else's. I've watched her grow this trip from nothing. I think when we first met you, yeah. you'd never been. Right. And we've met over there too. We met there. Yeah, we were both there at the same time four years ago, <laughs> almost four years ago. Awesome. And that was fun. Like yes. for me to drive up and see her and like like 20 minutes away from where I grew up standing in a beach town because as you know, Ireland's an island. And I mean, I didn't take advantage of or maybe understand how important it was to be near the coast <laughs> when I was growing up. Um, although it, was, it was, wouldn't have been as hot as Texas. But she's cur- curated these trips Yes, hitting all the good hotspots, but going down the areas where some people might not go. And she's found, without my help, like a really cute village just on the outskirts of Dublin. Yes. Where she makes it her home when she's there. Mm -hmm. And like nobody would have heard about it before, but it's called Malahide. Yes. Um, And that's where she sets up camp when she goes to Dublin. Interesting fact, a guy from Malahide opened a Irish pub here and what? it is the Which most one? authentic Irish pub in Dallas. Unfortunately, it closed during COVID, but oh, he, no. he decided to let the lease go. He had it open for 15 was years. Was Trinity Hall. Station? Trinity Hall. I loved oh, Trinity Hall, but yeah. I didn't know he was from Malahide. Yeah. He's yeah. still here. Marcus, his home is here. Just coincidentally. It was very authentic pub. Oh, you sure. walk in, like there is Irish pubs around mm-hmm. the North Texas mm-hmm. area, but some of them you have to put in quotes. That was the Irish one pubs. I walked in and when the door shut <laughs> yes. behind, me, I was like, oh my God, yes, I'm yes. at home. You're like transported when you're there. And you could hear mm-hmm. the accents too, like mine. But um, And great music all the time. Yes, yeah, yeah. And food, the food, oh my God, the food is excellent. Yeah. But yeah, she has curated these trips where she makes Malahide her base and then goes to the different places, but also makes it more of a very personal experience for the people. And I've watched her. When she goes, I watch her do it. Sometimes <laughs> she'll send me a picture of her in the local supermarket there with one of my favorite snacks. Yes. And I'm, she's teasing me and I'm like... Yes, I send her pictures when my clients are eating tatoes on the yeah. bus or in the grocery store, the, the famous Irish potato chips that everybody eats there. Yeah. They have a tato park. like a It's like a Six Flags, but it's a potato yeah. chip company. So it's a big... Everybody is very passionate about their tato chips and their chip flavors. That's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'll text her. We, I, when we were going on the bus one day, we bought this like... It was like a Sam's Club sized bag of like individual <laughs> snack bags you know but it was like this mass it looks like one giant potato chip bag filled with small potato chip bags so we we're on the bus and I made the girls take a picture and I sent it to Yvonne I was like look we're on the bus in Ireland eating potato chips <laughs> and because so we funny. do it publicly on, on social media then a few people here are saying what is she they know Lee and they're like what is she doing what does she have and I'm like you know you don't know potato oh my goodness <laughs> so if I have a good supply in the house here in Texas I, I let people sample but it's an acquired taste it's like cheese and onion potato chips <laughs> oh my god I would love they're those. good. They're it's good. heavy on like the onion. Them. I like the Keogs. Oh, yeah. Sure Irish yeah. cheddar and onion ones. Yes. Those ones are really good. Yes. There's some good seconds there, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, she makes it a very authentic trip. I'm very proud of her and uh-huh. how she showcases my country. Thank you. Absolutely. Uh, that is a beautiful it compliment. It is a beautiful compliment. Yeah. I appreciate that. No, it's fun to I have am. Nick and Yvonne because sometimes I'll just send them over like what I'm thinking and say, hey, have you done this? Or what do you think about this? It's fun to get their feedback. And it's also funny. Yvonne and I were talking. It's hilarious to um, compare notes between our homes and the things that you do as a tourist or as a resident somewhere because 
the Cliffs of Moher is like one of the most famous sites that you go see in Ireland. It's on every list of like top things to do in Ireland. It's really funny. She was talking about driving around Dallas and how you can leave and go somewhere in 20 minutes or an hour. When they go on a road trip in Ireland, they'll drive like an hour. And then they'll just stay there for the weekend. like, And they call it like a road trip, which to us is funny because like, we'll drive to Fort Worth to meet someone for dinner and drive back on the same day. <laughs> and so one day I went to I, my in-laws were there visiting us in Ireland when we were over there for a stretch of time. We went in the morning. We drove to the Cliffs of Moher, saw the cliffs, stopped in a couple places, went to a cave and came back and met our friends for dinner in Dublin. And they thought it was the wildest story that they'd ever heard. They're like, you went all the way to the cliffs and came back. Because to be fair, it is the opposite side of the country. You're driving all the way from one coast to the other coast, but it's like three hours of driving total. So it's like not a big deal to a Texan because it's like, ugh, that's the same as when I go meet my cousin for dinner in Fort Worth, you know? So they're laughing about it. And so just now Yvonne and I are talking and she's like, how many times have you been to the cliffs? And I was like, I don't know, I think like five. And she said, I think I went once, once. 20 years ago. And I was like, what? Oh, my gosh. What do you mean you only went once? I've been there so many times. It's it's hilarious. And she said, well, how many times have you been to the The Sixth Floor Museum? Museum. And I said, I think I've been once. And I've lived in Dallas. I've been seven times. (laughs) We bring people, you know. When people come visit you. Yeah. you got to be a tourist in your own town. So, you know. You do. You know, when I go back, I guess I spend a lot of time with family. But I said to my husband, we need to go back and do other stuff, you know, even for a couple (laughs) of days. And I need to catch up on what's going on in the countryside. Because not having been to the Cliffs of Moher, for example, for 20 years, Leah's been like five or six times in the last few years. Mm -hmm. And she sees new. You can do a boat trip now. Yeah, yeah. Up to there. We're going to do one next time. In the ocean. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I just saw a video on Instagram with that. I was like, wow, I don't think they had that before. And for yeah. Princess Bride lovers, that's looking up at the Cliffs of Insanity. So getting to see it from the water. I've never done the boat. Um, last time we did um, Skellig Michael instead. We were going to do one boat ride. So we did right. Skellig Michael from Star Wars. But this time we're going to do the boat ride from the cliffs. There's puffins flying above yeah. you and you're just yeah. like, to, they're insanely high cliffs. So the, looking at them from the bottom, seeing them from the top is awe-inspiring. But to see them from the bottom, I think will be really, really cool. The West Coast, the rugged side of Ireland, which is like next stop America, is better known now as the Wild Atlantic Way. Mm -hmm. That's how they brand it. And you can Mm -hmm. drive all the way up the coast. It's got some of the most breathtaking scenery. It's very dramatic. Yeah, it's very dramatic. You know, it's absolutely crushed by the Atlantic Ocean, but it's made that kind of landscape. You know, Mm -hmm. it's got famous beaches there. Inch Beach. So we talked about She's been to Inch Beach. It's famous for that movie, Ryan's Daughter. If Mm -hmm. nobody's ever watched it, watched it. It's good. And um, yeah. Yeah, people don't associate Ireland with beaches, but it's surrounded by tons of beautiful beaches. Mm-hmm. It's um, an and, island. People yeah, forget that. They do. They just think of the green, which it's the green is beautiful. But when you go to some of these beaches, like Inch Beach, mm-hmm. if you if you closed your eyes and imagined a different temperature, you would think you're in the Caribbean. I mean, it's... And it is like, from what I recall the thing about the driving we were talking about earlier because I feel as a kid I was in the car a lot driving with my parents the roads then were small and narrow and a lot of those small narrow roads did exist when you get off the main right. like, highway or whatever they have got better highways now they didn't when I was a kid so you can get there to those places faster but once you get off you go through these little towns and you almost want to stop in every single oh, yeah. one of them. Just a door. You want to have like a drink home or a tea or a cake. Go to every pub. Or, yeah. <laughs> so then you get, you'll see signs for Inch Beach and you go down this little sandy road and you're there. So it, it is about the experience, absolutely. Well, and we were talking about Game of Thrones earlier, even mm. though you're not really in it, you had taken someone, they were like, oh, that's okay. You know, they knew it was Winterfell. You got to get out. and So that's in Northern Ireland. And yeah, a few years ago, one November weekend, we decided to go up 
it is only an hour and a half north of Dublin where I grew up. You can also technically do that as a day trip. Yes, yeah, absolutely. You just go straight into Belfast yeah. and you experience Belfast as a great city. I mean, it's it's a little bit complicated because it is part of the UK. So mm-hmm. it's part of, you know, it's, the signs change colour and you've got different colour like mailboxes and the phone boxes if they even exist anymore. And you have to use a different currency. But you literally just drive through as if you were driving across the border right. here to Oklahoma. And they've got their own accent up there and everything. And my husband spent time there um, when he was in the military. So he knew the city pretty well. But then you just go past Belfast and another hour up is the Giants Causeway. And that is just one of the most amazing, breathtaking landscape tourist areas that you can go to. And just unique. Nobody, nothing looks like it. My kids loved it. And it was freezing. Like we had our hats and scarves on and you just let the ocean just hit you, like the breeze. Mm -hmm. But then... We were coming away in the evening from there and we had to, the road we had to take back again to get onto the main road was a small windy one. And next thing, this castle just appears out of nowhere. And my husband, he must have shouted, Winterfell, is that what you said? <laughs> I was like, what? What? It's called Dunluce Castle. And it's one of the castles they used in the show. So we got out and we went in and took pictures and it was breathtaking, you know. So I like that when my own country kind of takes my breath away, yes. you know, it's like, wow. Well, in Ireland, there's still so many places that you can go where you just accidentally mm-hmm. stumble across. I remember the very first time we went to Ireland, we planned like a 10-day road trip. My husband was working, and then afterwards we added like 10 days, and we did a road trip, which we didn't really map out super well. It was very like loose, and we were talking to our—we have um, Nick and Yvonne here, and then over in Ireland, we have some friends that we met on a sailing charter and the BVIs that we stayed friends with for many years. So I kept asking them, like, what do you think about this? And they go, oh, make sure you go this place, or make sure you go that place. We kind of just like had a loose plan. And one day we were just driving down the highway. I think we were on our way from Cashel to Killarney, maybe. And there was a sign, like a road sign, and it looked like it was pictures of standing stones, but it was in oh, yeah. Gaelic. A lot of the road signs and still um, in Gaelic. things are still in Gaelic. Yeah. So you're like, I have no idea what that says. But my husband was like, do you want to go see? And I was like, yeah. Like, if there's a standing stone circle over there, let's go. And so we went, and I have a video somewhere of us driving, but it's like this road that was really of a path, and the grass had grown up in between the tire tracks, you know? And it was just like, is this a good idea? I don't really know if this is good. There's hedges on both sides. Like, it's only exactly Touching enough room the for car. your car. They're like scratching your car. You yeah. know, you're going down here. Luckily, it's a rental. And so you're driving down. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, the road ends and you're at a huge standing stone circle with these, you know, rock walls that have been there for hundreds of years. And the view from the standing stone circle is just like everything you imagine for Ireland. The patches of green, there's sheep's bawing in the distance, and you're standing in this like mystical stone circle just on accident. And then it was so beautiful and such a special moment to just accidentally be there. We we're the only people there. As we were leaving, another family walked because you'd like walk down this little path to get to it, you know. And it was so special. And when I tell people in Ireland about mm-hmm. it, they're like, where was that? I don't yeah. even know where you were. And I'm like, I don't know where I was either, but it was fun, you know. So it's really fun to just the wander. The Yeah. And then trying to get out of there, we were a little bit scared. Our rental car wasn't going to get out because you had to keep going down the road. You couldn't go back because it was like That's one right. way. And it was like really gravelly and sketch for a minute. But it was an adventure and it was really, really fun. And there's a lot of places in Ireland that you can just accidentally just come across. stumble across. And if you see people or you come across a town, you got to get out and just experience it. You yeah. know, you can get easily distracted. And if you have the time, <laughs> just take it. Like I'm on a Facebook group of people who travel to Ireland, you know, looking for adventure and holidays. And some of them think they can do it all in right. five or six days. Oh, we're taking a week no. off work and we're going. And like, <laughs> I have to be honest and say, I sometimes contribute with comments and say, you just can't, like you can't zip through mm-hmm. Cork and Killarney and the South and the Southwest coast and just go, yeah, we were there. You just can't, you know. Right. And so much of what's great about Ireland is the people. People mm. are so nice and so warm and so welcoming. And like as a Texan, I'll say, 
we have a reputation for being hospitable and welcoming, mm-hmm. but I will say that I feel like they're even nicer in Ireland. I think that's why I feel at home here because yeah. my first, listen, we I never forget, we came here on a Thursday, I was in the supermarket, riveting Saturday night in Kroger and Plano <laughs> all those years ago. And I said to my husband, uh, I'm going to go to the supermarket. And it was like my first adventure in the car, I think. And you drove yourself? Three hours later, he calls me, where are you? I'm like, I'm still in the supermarket because <laughs> as I was going up and down the aisles and trying to get used to the different things, and the supermarkets are, everything's bigger in Texas, are mm. much bigger here. But also people were talking to me. Yes. You know, like, and... Just normal. It's I'm just normal. Like, like yes. are you talking to me? You know, just grabbing <laughs> the, the block of butter. And yes, the, the friendliness is mm-hmm. a mirror of what I hope people experience in Ireland as well. Yeah, I remember the first time I went there, you know, I was by myself with the little adventurer. He was probably like three or something. He was little, you know, while pushing him in a stroller. And guys would legitimately sprint to like open the door for me when they saw me with a stroller. Like they would like run to make sure that someone opened the door for the lady with a stroller, you know? And it was just like, oh my gosh, that's so nice. You know, especially Mm -hmm. when you travel a lot. I always say that, I love to travel and the people you meet while when you're traveling is fun, but being in an airport or a tourist attraction will sometimes make you not like humans. Mm. And sometimes you think like, gosh, I don't like anyone right now. People are awful. But then when you get somewhere like that and then you're refreshed again, you're like, oh, yeah. people are nice. That was so nice. You, you must know? feel so, so at home there now. Yes, yes, you yeah. do. It's very, it's very home-like Well, there. and you've, you and I had that conversation about where people are super nice and helpful and what countries where they're... Yeah. It's not in their, their nature to be yeah. as friendly. When they think you're kind of weird. Like some places, if you smile at them, they, when you walk past them on the sidewalk, they're like, why are you smiling at me, you weirdo? Like, are you a weirdo? <laughs> yeah. And some people, I mean, it helps that we're both English-speaking countries, first language, yes. because there are some countries, I had this conversation with my daughter the other day, they're not too happy if you don't speak their language. Mm-hmm. But how can you? How can you speak every language in the world, you know? Other countries, in Europe in particular, if you can say a little bit, They'll mm-hmm. encourage you. They appreciate you know? it. So it does have that, you know, Ireland and the UK, Scotland or whatever has, you don't have that language barrier too. Well, and so many Americans have Irish heritage. So I think yes. a lot of Americans, they feel very connected. Something I didn't realize about Ireland before I went the first time was, you know, when I thought of Ireland, I thought of like medieval castles and mm-hmm. that kind of thing, which definitely the castles are an amazing part of Ireland. And I'm like determined to stay in all of the fancy castle hotels by the time that I die. I'm racking up a list because that is an amazing experience. But I didn't realize how much prehistoric history there was in Ireland. And that was something really interesting. When I went to Newgrange, I was just shocked to find out how many of these structures are older than the pyramids. And that's not something that people associate with Ireland at all when they think of it, I think. You go thinking about the history of even the Romans coming over and being there and all of that. There's so much history that people don't think about that is there. And I don't know why that is. I don't know if it's just that we've gotten so in lure of the green and and being Irish, you know, as a a theme, Mm -hmm, if you will, mm -hmm. instead of what it really means to be a part of that country and the part of the thread of it. Really cool ancient history. Yvonne always does a post around Halloween to remind people. Halloween originated in Ireland. Did it really? Yeah. And I guess I didn't even realize that until I was older. And maybe being here when there's moments during the year where Irish history is significant. Obviously, St. Patrick's Day is a big one. I am in awe, even just in Texas, how you celebrate St. Patrick's (laughs) Day. Okay, it's not a national holiday here. But it's our 4th of July. We take it very serious. Like the green is going on in school, at the sports events. You know, my my two girls in particular get very excited about that. Like there is a lot of green in the closets in the house, the attire. Mm -hmm. Uh So, and my parents send a lot of stuff over to them. You're wearing green today. I I love your shirt. I should have worn my Irish shirt today. Well, last time we went for lunch. I'm 100% Irish, y'all. I love that. Yeah, a good... um, 
Texas friend gave me this, actually. I have one that's a shamrock, and it says um, y'all on it. Yeah. I got it for St. Patrick's Day when I was in Ireland. I wore it. So cute. To celebrate there. my Irish football shirt. My my, my oldest wears, um, they, they have like Gaelic football in Ireland, which is nothing like American football. It's a cross between... American football and soccer with no helmets on, right? Mm-hmm. So they, they, they can hold the ball for a certain amount of time and kick it and whatever. But it's a big national sport still and all the kids play it. But the actual jerseys from, say, from the Dublin team, she's got a couple of them and, oh my God, they're washed to death because she just wants to wear them all the time. That's cute. And she has the teachers asking her, like particularly the coaches, like, what is what is it from? Oh, you got to look it up. You got to Google it. Like Gaelic football. <laughs> this is my, this is where I was born. You know, my mom is from there. But yeah, like there's, I think there's such a connection between the U.S. and the Irish people. And tell us about the origins of Halloween. Oh, so Halloween. Yeah, so it was celebrated a long time ago. Um, You know, Ireland is famous for potatoes and actually Mm -hmm. turnips as well. So, you know, the in times where it was desolate, Mm -hmm. people just grew potatoes and turnips. That's all they could harvest. And there was a significant night when the Irish people at the time believed that the spirits crossed into the daytime or into our lives. And they wore masks as opposed to revealing their full face. And there's a guy that comes out of that, that jack-o'-lantern was a a spirit guy. And they didn't have pumpkins, but they wanted to make the actual masks that reminded them of jack-o'-lantern and they made it from turnips. And then- They're kind of terrifying looking. They are terrifying looking. Yeah, there's there's one preserved. Yeah, Yeah, instead of carving a pumpkin, they carved a turnip in like his face and then people then eventually as time moved on and people started being able to cross the ocean and the ships and the boats they brought this tradition to America but the Americans decided the pumpkin was easier to carve and (laughs) hey ho we have the jack-o'-lantern pumpkins just like how here in Texas we kind of mix our traditions with the Mexican heritage you know I didn't realize either that chowder came from Ireland okay I did not know that yeah I never I mean it makes sense but when I was in Ireland I was like oh my gosh the chowder is so good here and they were like you know we made chowder right like it didn't come from the East Coast. All the Irish immigrants are oh, who yeah. brought the chowder over. And yeah. I was like, oh. oh, yeah, that makes sense. In Ireland, they don't make like just clam chowder or mm-hmm. whatever chowder. It's like seafood chowder and it has like mm-hmm. hunks of salmon and it has mm-hmm. clams and it has shrimp. I mean, being in Ireland as well, every village around the coast will have fresh fish all mm-hmm. year round. There's no doubt about it. You know what I mean? There really isn't. There's a great village in Dublin, 20 minutes from where I grew up, called Hoth. I've had the best cup of chowder I've ever had in my right. life in Hoth. There you go. There you go. And like, it's literally on the coast with, yeah. you know, the Irish Sea crashing the waves as you're sitting in the restaurant overlooking the pier, tons of boats, tons of boats that people use for pleasure. But the fishing boats come in there. Yeah. Right mm-hmm. where the fishery is, there's a row mm-hmm. of restaurants and they're all right, right there on the seafront serving fresh seafood. And the chowder is just, yeah. and the fish and chips are both just amazing. There. Oh, the fish and chips. So good. It's hard to and get it. Friendly. Friendly. Making me hungry. <laughs> I know. And there's a friendly seal who will come and say hi That's to right. you. He comes out for yeah. the tourists to see if they'll throw him some fish. And during COVID, he was like missing his friends. They posted in the news, the Ireland news. They showed a picture of him. He would like come up and he's like, where's all the people that usually feed me? You know, he's like waiting Where for his friends. People yeah. Yeah. Because normally there's tourists there all the time coming and throwing him some fish. It's really cute there. Yeah. So all of these little coastal towns, even if you just went to Ireland and spent your time on the East Coast going up and down yes. and experiencing the little towns and villages, you'll get good fish. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, every pub is different, yet the same. 
Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. They definitely. That's one thing that's fun is like you you think you get tired of fish and chips or chowder or something, but it's sort of like us with Tex-Mex. Like everybody, you can mm-hmm. order the same dish, but everyone has their own spin. Their own variation of it. Yeah, that's and like a, they make their own tartar sauce. Leah, that was the perfect different. analogy. That just made the, the best sense. <laughs> that it's like for us, if somebody looked at us and they didn't know the difference between mm-hmm. one restaurant or another, we'd be like, oh, but no, but this one has tacos or this one has burrito yeah. or this one has this. Yeah, and you can also, order enchiladas over and over, but everybody's enchiladas are different. So, I also yeah. think that our tourist bureaus, whether it be Texas or Ireland that they concentrate on those things that they want people to that they want to make sure that you hit and that you have to go over and be a person like Leah or Noah Aaliyah to say look let's go off the beaten path and let's check out some cooler stuff that's yeah, what you know? Yvonne and I've talked about she had the idea a couple years ago COVID put a damper on our plans but she for years that she's lived here she's had all these Texans they're like you should take us to Ireland you should show us around and she's like I don't really want to make all the plans for everybody and take them around that's a lot of work but so we talked about that she and I could work together to, to curate a really special Ireland experience and tell all of her friends that have been wanting to see Ireland the real way, like, come on, let's do it. Well, you know what you guys could do is you could show Texas from the Irish point of view uh-huh. and you could show Ireland from the Texas point of view, oh, yeah. but be on each other's tours and True. be there to kind of weave those tales together. <laughs> if American would open up their direct flight a bit more, we, yeah. uh, you know, people can fly into Texas directly. I'm actually taking that direct flight next year. I'm so excited because yes. it's always two planes home. So if they opened up the year-round direct flight, mm-hmm. that would you know, open a huge market because everybody goes to Boston, New York, Chicago, California, whatever. They're all the ones I had hit before I lived in Mm -hmm. Texas and just experience something different. You know what I mean? So, um, and come straight into Dallas or whatever and bingo, you just experience life here. I mean, a lot of Irish people who don't know, they'll kill me for saying this, but do think that people are walking around with the horses (laughs) and the cowboy hats and And the the boots. That is actually okay. I'm very thankful that the first place I stayed in Ireland was Malahide because Mm -hmm. It, I think it really opened my eyes to the different kinds of parts of Ireland than the typical. It's just this really adorable town that is like, it's the same thing I look for in Italy where it's like, this is how I wanted Ireland to look in my brain. And it doesn't always, if you go to Dublin, Dublin is a nice city, but it's a big city and it doesn't have the same like Irish feel. But then well, you go it's to, become modern. Yes, it's very modern, has, busy yeah. city with lots of big corporations. And, yeah. and it's cool. There's cool things to do there. But you go to Malahide and it's like going back in time. You're in this, the hotel that we stay in is like, I think that people must have gone there with their trunks on their grand tour back in the day. And it's just like this really classic old world hotel on the seaside. So you're sitting in the breakfast room, little sailboats you're are on the coast. there and on the coast. Yeah. And then you literally walk straight out the door and there is a castle, like the local town castle, Malahide Castle, that's really mm-hmm. well restored. You can tour it. They have this huge castle lawn and so they have a butterfly garden and everyone just goes to the castle and just sits on the lawn and soaks up the sun like if it's sunny everybody in ireland just goes right outside and soaks up that sun let's get out yeah let's go get the sun so everybody they're just kicking a soccer ball around and they're enjoying the sun and you're just sitting on the lawn of this gorgeous castle and it's like this is all the things you dreamed of when you imagined a perfect day in ireland so but she's also figured out as well from that small village how to just zip into dublin city which is not Mm -hmm. ideal for driving i mean what european city is these days but but that village is very well connected with public transport. Yeah, 20 minutes straight in. Yeah, like it's actually called the Dart. It's the same as Dallas. Yeah, it is. Really? Yeah. Because Dublin, Dublin and Dallas, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's hilarious. It's yeah. hilarious, yeah. So you jump on the dart mm-hmm. and you're in in 20 minutes and then, you know, tra- trains are running every few minutes. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And you come straight back yeah, into the castle. You can walk around the village and the village has numerous different 
restaurants. Amazing food. It's a tiny village, but they have an amazing Thai restaurant, and they have mm-hmm. a tapas restaurant, and they have Italian, a couple, a good, uh, a couple Chinese, of Chinese, a steak um, place. Steak and great pubs. The local pubs are like, just like what you imagine, these cute, colorful pubs with flowers in the window mm-hmm. and really casual. Everybody's there with their families after work. So it's a good base mm-hmm. for her tours when she goes and, you know, wants to figure out Dublin or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So I always tell people, if you're going on my tour, we're not staying in Dublin. We're going to Malahide because it is my favorite place and everybody needs to stay there. And then we always have to do a castle stay. We were talking about Drumlin Castle earlier. The first time I was in Ireland, we did that road trip. I had a convinced dress and we needed to stay in a castle hotel because they're really expensive. But I was like, it's on my bucket list. I've always dreamed of doing it. We have to do it. And so we went and we stayed. Within 20 minutes of being there, we had canceled a reservation for the next night at a different hotel. We were staying two nights because it's like such a cool experience of the warm hospitality and the luxury and all those things. And then when we left, I cried. And I'm not a crier, but I cried. And my husband was like, why are you crying? And I was like, I'm so happy. I dreamed of staying in a castle hotel in Ireland for my whole life. And then when I did it, it was so much better than I thought it could be, which is often not the case when you have something that you dream of for 20 or 30 years. Often Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, well, that didn't quite live up to my expectations. But then the next time we went to Adair Manor. Oh, my goodness. It's crazy. Famous people have had their weddings there. Yes. Really? It, well, it's an authentic castle, as mm-hmm. is Drumoland, what mm-hmm. you talked about. And two of them are kind of in the same area mm-hmm. of Ireland South. They're close to the cliffs. West, yeah. I remember you messaging me. She yeah. messaged me a picture outside Drumoland one day, and I was like, oh, my God, I've only ever driven by there. Yeah. Such a cool I experience. could understand why you wanted to stay yeah. two more nights. <laughs> yeah. You know? When yeah. we got to Adair last time, there was guys in top hats and tails, like, waiting to open mm-hmm. the doors for us. And they knew every one of the kids' names and greeted the kids. They had separate greeters for the kids. And they sent cookies with the kids' names on them to the room. And we had high tea for the first time there and it was like a feast. You think high tea is like teeny tiny little nibbles, but this is like a six course feast and dinner's supposed to be in a couple hours and we were all like, I can't even imagine eating dinner. We just ate so much food. And I'm it won dying the, here. It won the best hotel in the awesome. world the next week. Adair Manor did. So I'm so excited that we and got And the village room. is beautiful. Yes. Right? It's kept so we're going really on well. my tour. We're going to stay at Adair again this time and I'm like beside myself. Super excited to go back and take another group because nobody has still gotten over it. The people that went there before are like, I still can't believe that hotel. I mean, it was amazing. You know, it's one of those things that you know you want to go someplace your whole life, but you hear these stories and you know that there's something waiting for you. There's a something calling you, if Mm -hmm. you will. And ladies, we could talk all day long, but we have... We've come to the end of this week's show. Will you please let everyone know where they can find you on Instagram? Sure. Um, the Facebook page and the Instagram account is Bat. B-A-T being short for Brown Around Town. People can find me there. DM me or send a private message if you want to interact or if any of you want to want me to come to your place, your restaurant, your adventure, your event space, and we'll experience it and put it out there. Fantastic. Well, ladies, thank you for joining us today. Leah, have a great week, everyone. Thank you. Happy adventuring. Thanks for being part of the Flip Flop experience. Make sure to subscribe and follow on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Flip Flops and Adventures. 